You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, my name is Tanya Pinkins, and I'm the host of the podcast You Can't Say That on the Broadway Podcast Network. This fall, I have a special treat for you. In honor of my debut feature film, Red Pill, Marissa Lynn Daniels Studio has been hosting weekly conversations with my fellow Broadway colleagues and co-host Sierra Renee about the red pilling of America. These conversations create a safe space for us to talk about the things that are on our mind with an election and a global pandemic. So join us for the red pilling of America, a spotlight series every Saturday at 5 p.m. or on the Broadway Podcast Network, you can't say that, bpn.fm forward slash YCST. Join the conversation. It's our first time meeting. And yes, it is. What I love about you is you like me, you like to change your hair. Like, you know, oh, yes, I do. I <laughs> have this week. And I saw that you are a coach to um, friends and colleagues of mine and to one of the stars of Red Pill, Adeshala Osakalumi. Yes, I am. It's such an honor. He's, he's an amazing human being. So amazing. He came yeah. to my film um, when. Um, Harold Perrineau, I was not able to match the schedules of Harold Perrineau and Reuben Blades for the same time. And so I had to choose Reuben Blades, Harold Perrineau, and I, I chose Reuben. And and then I was like, Adeshala, could you come in? And he totally got this character and came in and did it for me. And he's so talented. Oh, he is. Dancing, acting, singing, yeah. just extraordinary. He extraordinary. really is. And so humble. And I, I, I think I'm going to have to come and study with you. So... You are welcome anytime. It would be my honor. I was looking at your blog. Mm. and uh, I, First of all, besides just the, the little offerings of writing, I loved all the images that you find for each of those offerings. Really beautiful images. Oh, thank you. Where do you find them? Actually, I think it's a site called Unsplash where the um, photographers can um, – put up their work and then you just um, license them and uh, use them. Cause there's some amazing photographers that use that site. Well, the art that you have, it, 
amazing and it really um, uplifts and makes you like, I want to read what she has to say. Oh, good. Bites me in to want to see that. So I want to share the newest trailer for my movie today. With Great. Everybody. So we're going to try to do a screen share and welcome everybody. We're going to share this new trailer. Uh, and then we'll have a chat about uh, the world we're living in right now. Here we go. You is kind. You is smart. You is important. You is dead. Tanya Pinkins' horror film, Red Pill, brings African-American perspective to progressive movement. We are a majority in this country. And we're going to win the election. Do you know what the red pill is? A red pill is someone who infiltrates a group and then destroys them from the inside. Place is spooky. Some people like to live dangerously. Gas, why are you so jumpy tonight? You know what, guys? I'm gonna go back tomorrow. Did you hear about the creature woman that attacked a father and son hunting down here? I don't see the case. This place creeps me out. I think we should call the sheriff's office. missing or dead are brown people they're after all of us what do we do amelia we die but we take some of them with us so that's our new trailer Ooh, that looks it's gonna be incredible i love to be scared it makes me so happy <laughs> Adrenaline rush, the tension and the release of that. Do you like scary movies? I'm not a huge fan of them, but I love the psychological scary. Mm. So, yeah. Well, this is definitely psychological scary, but you, I like jump scares a lot. I actually do like jump scares, but you know, for the genre, you got to give some, you got to give a little more. I don't like slashers. No. So, um, we don't have a lot of that, but we, 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 we give you some scary, we give you some scary, um, which is kind of, um, I think for a lot of people, the world we're living in right now is very scary. Yes. And they, you know, they say that people who enjoy the scary movies actually balance out more during a time like this. Really? Yeah. I just read that recently in an article. I can't remember where it was exactly, but yeah, that people that kind of move into more of a horror genre and can really find more emotional balance in a time like this. Well, I was in this class that said that when we dream at night and we have what we might call nightmares, what that is is the body releasing that yeah. energy. And I watch horror movies before I go to sleep. So I don't ever really remember any dreams. So I think I must do my releasing <laughs> before I go to sleep. <laughs> Or release and then let let go of the the remember while you're releasing it. There That's was, all right. There was a quote on your website that said, um, "You're going to know which one I'm talking about." About sleep is a temple, go and worship or something. What was it? I'm not. Yeah. It. Oh, I can't remember exactly either. But yeah, that that sleep finds the temple of release and and rest, something like that. Yeah. Worship. I yeah. love. 
very much. I thought you were in Canada, but you tell me you are in the Poconos. What is we it are like? in the- that red or blue country? Oh, it's a little mixture of both. Um, where we are is sort of an interesting combination because there's a lot of theater and film and TV people that live out here too. So we have uh, a very liberal um, center and then a lot of red wrapped mm-hmm. around it. So it's it's interesting. Yeah. Very I, interesting. I, we, I was asking you right before we opened up um, if you were a witch... And you were talking to me about um, really trying to um, tap in. I'd love to talk more about that. Absolutely. I mean, I think some some of that, I think, I mean, I think for me, that's innately part of who I am and who I, I, I have always been, you know, um, since I, I remember things even as a small child like that, you know, and, and it's not something that I have formally explored, um, but done a lot of reading and research and exploration on my own through the years and just, you know, weaving it in and out of what I do. Um, and just, you know, tapping into that emotional and psychic energy, you know, example of it. Um, it's interesting because sometimes it does happen in dreams. Many of my singers that I work with, I have dreams about specific things of them getting jobs or I see them in a certain color on stage. Um, you know, those kinds of things can be fascinating. Um, yeah, it, those, those are interesting, uh, little tidbits of things I sometimes see. I sense, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm accurate, but I sense that you feel a little, um, like it might be frivolous, but I'm quite serious about it. And, um, it is, um, almost a practice and a discipline for me. Um, this film, Red Pill, uh, came to me in a, in a, in a kind of a vision. Um, uh, I had never made a movie before, and it's the hardest, most exciting, thrilling thing I've ever done. But literally, last July, I was having a conversation with a friend, Kim Sykes, and she said something, and I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. And then over the next week, these images started coming together and I was yeah. Canva and I was putting all these images together. And, and then all of a sudden this flash of like, oh, this is what, it didn't feel like this is what's going to be, but it felt like this is the story you're supposed to tell. And that, and at the time when I was fundraising and people would read the script and they would be like, that's such a far-fetched ending. And now that ending is a reality. Um, No, I'm not a fortune teller, but that tapping in where sometimes something is just revealed to you, like it's available there. I was reading about a Peter Torchin guy who they say predicted this moment we're living right now. When I first read about this movie, just and and it was just like snippets of things, my sense of it was that you had, you really did tap in and, and it tapped into like a, you formalized a time that was present and future and past. That's what I, that was the sense of it as I just read. And it just, every time I would see something come up, even on social media, I would just get goosebumps Mm. that there's something very, very, there's something very, very primordial about it. Witchy about it. There's very. 
about it. And so I, I try to just stay out of the way. People are like, when is it going to come out? And I'm like, I don't know. It's going to come out when it's supposed to, because I had planned, my plan had been for it to come out in March and had it come mm-hmm. out COVID, it would have been easily dismissed. Yes. Far-fetched. And now it is just going to be, yes, this is what we are living. And someone said to me today, people are going to think you just, you know, added that in at the last minute or something like that. Nope. Now, I you, you, you teach some of the finest, you know, Lilius White and what is, I mean, for her to trust you, I have to go, I like, I have to bow down. Cause if Lilius is one of the finest things, <laughs> he thinks this woman is good. I got to, I got to, you know, what, <laughs> even listen and, you know, tell me what is it you got, you clearly got some magic. I would hope there is, but the magic happens between, right? Um, I think my job always, or my calling is to reflect who stands before me mm. so that, the the artist that stands in front of me gets to get a sense of how they can be seen. And then we trust that space. I mean, when I started to teach, one of my big things was I did not want to be taught. I did not want to teach the way I had been taught. And that's not from every teacher because I've had some fabulous teachers. But especially in the singing world, often there is that my way or the highway, you must do as I tell you, you must make sure that you have permission from me to do anything, you know, all of that kind of craziness. And anything like that, any sense of being beholden to someone, um, I did not want to bring that into the energy in the studio. So my goal always was to create a collaborative space where an artist could come in and explore and feel safe doing that and and begin to discover what could be and then how they can take that into the industry and start you know cracking ceilings and walls and (laughs) and and be seen as the artist not as a type right yeah you radiate a wonderful warmth you're canadian right i am and how long have you been uh, down here in the South? <laughs> often, I know, off and on since 1990. Now, um, and yeah. I learned this week from this academic who, uh, out of Cornell, Kate Mann, she was saying that white women marry outside of their race less than any other group on the planet. And also they, they support and vote for fascist um, leaders more than any other group. So- Tell me how you got to be, uh, you're, you're, you're in an interracial relationship. How'd that happen? And what, what was the, the, the backlash? You know what? Interesting. I mean, there could have been backlash elsewhere. There certainly wasn't in our circles, you know, in our families whatsoever. Um, we met in Canada. He was singing in Canada. Um, and I always say, you know, his soul saw my soul and I, and my soul saw his soul. And then we just figured it out and we're still trying to figure it out. You know, <laughs> it's hard. It's it is um, not between us. Um, it's more it's it's observing mm. because I would never say I understand because I'm not I'm not in that skin, but I watch it every day. Mm. You know, and so every day I'm learning more in how to support. Mm-hmm. You know how to ask the right questions. Um, to, to learn how to be um, the kind of person 
and spirit that needs to be there in support of that. Um, because interestingly, you know, it seems to, it has seemed to have gotten worse, not better, you know? And, you know, Thomas is um, a magnificent tenor, but he was in the Marine Corps at a very young age. Yeah, he was in Vietnam. And so, you know, um, he's got a very interesting trajectory in his life as well, you know, as a warrior and an artist. So, um, as a feminine energy in that and balancing that, <laughs> you know, we are in interesting times all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, he and I do not have, I have a daughter. Yeah. Who's in the business too. And, and she and her husband are in the Heights. Yeah. So Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So I got to ask you this. You said you're in this liberal bubble. I keep wondering. This is just a question I have. I don't have an answer for this. But I sometimes think, you know, if 55% of voting age white women voted for the men in the office. Ugh, I know. So every time I see two white women one of them and part of the other one voted for Trump. Do you sense that your white women friends are just not telling you the truth? My white women friends are telling me the truth. Okay. Um, they, I mean, the ones that are in my closest bubble, absolutely. Um, I, I see with white women um, that if they are, I mean, again, it's, it's like an old paradigm. If, the, if their husband voted for that man, the tendency is that they do as well. Why? I don't know, Tanya. I wish I knew. I think sometimes it's it's it is it's just I want to know. You know, I because I just cannot I cannot fathom how twisted your moral compass must have to become in order to say that that's okay. Right? Like, I just don't understand that. I need you to go find out because they're not going to tell me, Susan. I know. Connected to me to speak that truth or be vulnerable or be open to change for me. You got to go do that that ministry. I know. I'm trying. They just make me mad. (laughs) (laughs) Then they see me coming and they don't want to talk to me either. Oh, Lord. I, I mean, I wish I, I, I really don't understand it at all. I mean, I can see a more conservative mindset seems in some instances to be more protected, but this isn't even conservative anymore. Right. You know, 
this is cult-like, really, is it? I mean, it, it is. So what happens to a psyche to, to then just turn, you know? I mean, remember when Howard Dean just went yeehaw and that was the end of his race? Mm-hmm. That's all it took, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, every time we saw the next thing with this abomination, we thought, okay, they can't get any worse. It's got, right? I'm going to say this. I think that that man is a master magician metaphysician. Mm -hmm. And that he is uh, what is needed in this moment for us. That, you know, people keep talking about the age of the Aquarius and Aleister Crowley talked about the new Aeon. And, um, He has brought about something. He has been a reflection of our world for yes. us. And that has been important. And I, uh, I try to work with my shadow, mm-hmm. um, embracing my shadow. And, and one day my discipline was uh, embracing my inner tyrant and really just moving into, if I was a tyrant, what would I, what would I, what could I, and just being in that energy like a toddler having a thing, you know, in my bedroom, just, and it was so much fun. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it was a new perspective. I was like, oh, he's having the time of his life. This is not about evil. This is about, this is so much fun. He is king of the world. He can knock down all the blocks and other people have to pick him back up and he can knock him down again. And it doesn't get any better than this. And who would walk away from that with ease? Now, I'm not saying I think that's good, but I'm saying as an artist, if I had to play the role, that's the space that I'd come to in playing the role, that this is the shadow in full expression. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That makes total sense. And then that combination of creating your own reality, right? And then, you know, our whole, that whole idea of reality show, it's like we're living inside his twisted mind reality show because he's been allowed to create it. Yes. And, you know, and they hold the the space for it. Yeah. And so it, it, you know, we, we all are holding up this reality together. So how are we going to hold a new one? I don't know. Do we just burn it down and start over? (laughs) (laughs) Work. (laughs) Susan, am I allowed to share a theory about the white women of why they vote for Trump? Please. Yeah, because I don't want to. Susan, are you okay with that? Because I don't want to. Oh, this is Tanya's space. You go for it. So I've had a crazy theory, um, and it might not be crazy. Tell us your because other babies, some people can't see you. This will be on my podcast. You have to make sure you give us permission to put this on my podcast. Oh, okay. You've got my permission. Okay. So (laughs) Cindy, Cindy, we'll leave it at Cindy. Um, So here's kind of this crazy theory is that I've been reading lots of books on trauma, right? And intergenerational trauma. And if you actually think about it, 100 years ago, women were not out working. Women were basically slaves to their men. They got married and they have to, right? So if we are carrying, and again, this is not making an excuse, but if we have unclear trauma from our own lifetime or the centuries of women being abused and basically servants to men, 
if that's unclear, it goes back to, I believe what you said, Tanya, if that trauma hasn't been cleared, I think it goes back to you, Tanya, what you said earlier is that they feel like they can't say anything to their husbands, for example. But I also think it's also the identifier with the abuser, right? So Mm -hmm. people who have been abused and have not cleared that trauma, and again, it's just because I've been reading about this for years, um, until they clear the trauma, there is a group of people who just want to be loved and approved by their abuser because they think that it will shield them in some way. Um, it, if if they're nice to their abuser and they try to please their abuser, maybe he'll stop. So, so that's Stockholm syndrome. You're talking about Stockholm syndrome and trauma bonding. Okay, there you go. I didn't know what to leave. So that's just a theory. I think that might be one or two of the two of the reasons. Like I even think about it, like even in my own family, I'm the first, my sisters and I are the first in our family to get educated and work as women. Like it's still pretty new for a lot of us to be in our power as women and be able to have choice and be able to not be subservient. How did your sisters vote? How did you and your sisters vote? I'm Canadian. If I was, I'm, I'm here on a green card. Okay. If I was allowed to vote, <laughs> it would have been blue. My sisters in Canada would be all blue. Sure, um, but pardon? Are you sure? Oh, hundred percent. And your mom? Oh, don't don't even get her started on him. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, and it's interesting because they haven't worked through a lot of their trauma like I have. So. But they're 100% on board. But I also think Canadians are a different culture. And I and I didn't realize how radically different our cultures were until I moved here. And I still remember moving to South Central LA and people were like, you can't move there. I'm like, why? They're like, you're white. I'm like, they're just people. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, it's so weird to me. But yeah, I, I, I learned pretty hard in the first two weeks of being an immigrant here of of what of, of 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 stuff. Anyways, I've said my piece, but I just I think that that's that those could be big pieces, and that women have to continue to work through the intergenerational trauma so that we could really hold our power in masses. Thank you so much. Thanks for letting me have a voice. For sure. What do you think about that, Susan? Um, I'm I'm sure a lot of this idea of trauma. In, and, you know, intergenerational trauma, absolutely, because we see it everywhere. It's not just white women. Come on. <laughs> you know, um, we, you know, as women, um, I mean, the fact that I can identify as white Which allows is- me great, it allows me a lot more privilege and entitlement, you know, and, and we need to recognize that as white women, um, you know, and, and in doing so, then if we can then know that there might be trauma, then if we are, if we recognize that intellectually, then we have to do something about that. How does trauma expect, ex- express in the singing voice? Oh, it can come through so many different ways. Um, self-sabotage is a big one where all of a sudden, you know, you can do something in one space and then make excuses that it can't happen in another space. Um, you know, writing the script before it happens, that can be a really big one. Um, oftentimes I find, um, again, trauma can live in the body in different places. Um, and so it often will um, sabotage the breath. Mm, I think that's mine. 
And then where you hold that in the body, right? So, I mean, if you're going through all of your energy centers, you know, it, will the breath move through certain spots? I think a big place where a lot of us hold that is at the solar plexus, you know, at the gut reaction spot where, um, you know, we are often as women in a totality within a Western civilization, especially, you know, made to feel that we have to either apologize, check to see if it's okay, you know, and then we grip there and hold that. Um, when I was more comfortable in my singing voice when I first started off, people used to say they marveled at my singing because they, they, I never seemed to breathe. And then I learned to breathe, but I could never sing the same anymore. What's that? I don't even know what that is. I think breath, breath is the magic. Breath is truly the magic. That is what will release and carry anything you have to say. Mm. And so sometimes that breath is in some type of motion. And if anything changes the trajectory, that can throw the response off. What came to me as you were saying that was that maybe in my sort of traumatized gripping, there was a will that could make things and I could control it and I'm strong-willed and I could make it happen. And then as I learned to breathe, the breathing, I don't have control over that. And that's going to hit some shit that might happen. And I, and I can't, because yeah. I don't yeah. have control anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think as, and, and as actors too, it, it's just with the singing voice, everything is extended, right? So we're dealing in intangibles, breath, we can't see, vibration, we can't see, in musculature, we can't see. And so the idea then is if, if we can learn how to create a tangibility in those intangibles, how do you sense that on any level of, of consciousness, physically, yeah. metaphorically, learning how you learn, you know? Well, I got to ask how you do that because I've been listening to you and other singers talk about how you can't hear your own voice. And I'm like, well, I'm hearing all the time, which means I can't hear my voice. Um, so if I can't even hear my voice, how are we going to make these intangibles tangible? And I think this is analogous to this trauma that, you know, those voters are not aware of, too. So how do we make the intangibles? Let's speak, keep it in voice. We'll use it as... How do we so it's learning how to f literally feel, physically feel, emotionally feel to stay present. And so you're, you're feeling the traveling of that energy oh. because you will feel, you will hear yourself, but you don't hear yourself in the same way. I mean, you know, from a scientific acoustic, like this is always the brain blow for me because you hear your own voice as a reverb with soft tissue, you get a delay. Oh, and Everyone else who hears you, hears you through air, which carries it to their ear without delay. So here's the, so you literally, so I literally hear you before you hear yourself. I mean, it's millimilla millisecond, obviously, right? But that's why so often, you know, until you get used to what you sound like, when you hear yourself speaking or singing on recording, the first time you ever hear yourself, it's like, that's me. Really? Okay. I want to be crazy here. I'm going to tell you a little secret. 
I never could do singing as a, like a cabaret kind of singing. I didn't ever want to sing unless I was a character. Mm. Like that was my protection. Mm-hmm. And if thing is me, I didn't want to do it. Too vulnerable, too naked. I have not sung in forever. Want to play with me? Let's play. Yeah. You want to sing a little bit? I'm scared, Susan, but I'm going to risk it. Hi, this is Tanya Pinkins. That was part one of my conversation with Susan Icorn Young. Come back to part two of You Can't Say That on the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 